0: If you're a regular listener of this show, you know we're big fans of building muscle over 50. As Dr. Gabriel Lyon tells us, muscle is the organ of longevity. Muscle helps keep us functioning at a high level as we age. It gives us a lean, toned body, and we know that generally speaking, more muscle means a faster metabolism, which means more calories burned per day. But gaining muscle can be difficult. It requires some form of resistance training, typically with weights. It requires progressive overload, and it requires us to fuel ourselves properly to create an environment conducive to muscle growth. But what if there was a shortcut, a hack, so to speak? What if there was something we could do, not to replace strength training, but to complement and enhance the hard work we do in the gym that required very minimal additional effort on our part? Sound too good to be true? Stick around. We're going to deep dive into this technology and show you exactly how to build and keep muscle as you age. Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Show. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life so that you can show up in life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. We have a great show for you today. Steve Munatones is here, and he's going to talk about fusing blood flow restriction concepts to help us age healthy and strong. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by The Silver Edge. The Silver Edge is my online nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle coaching business, catering to those of you over 50 who aren't ready to give up and buy into the common narrative of it's all downhill from here. At The Silver Edge, we take a health-first approach to working with our clients to help them build lean, strong, vital bodies that last. Look, there's no shortage of lose weight quick coaches and programs in the world, but here's the deal. You can either lose weight quickly or permanently. So if you're tired of losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, if you're tired of constantly dieting, if you have a poor relationship with food, exercise, and your body, then I invite you to book a call and see if our services are a great fit for you the easiest way to do that is head over to silveredgefitness.com and click on the coaching tab or just shoot me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. My guest today is Steven Mugnetonis. Stephen is the CEO and co-founder of Kotsu, which is a pioneer in the blood flow restriction market. Stephen has introduced Kotsu successfully to collegiate and professional sports teams, branches of the U.S. military, and as you'll soon hear, to a large population of people just like you and me. Stephen is an accomplished athlete himself. He was an NCAA Division I water polo player and swimmer. He's a Guinness World Record holder. He's an inductee into the International Marathon Swimming Hall of Fame and the Ice Swimming Hall of Fame. And he's the recipient of the Poseidon Award from the International Swimming Hall of Fame. He has coached the USA Swimming National Team at nine international competitions, including four world championships. And he served as an NBC commentator at the 2008 Beijing Olympics and he founded WOWZA, the World Open Water Swimming Association. Join us today as Stephen shares exactly how we might harness blood flow restriction technology for recovery, rehabilitation, performance, and longevity. I started our conversation by asking Stephen how he got interested in blood flow restriction.
1: I got here actually through swimming. <laughs> so I've been a swimmer all my life. I've, I live in Southern California, so I grew up swimming in the ocean and. And over the course of my life, I've swum in in several dozens of countries, including the World Championships. I I was actually an announcer for NBC at the 2008 Beijing Olympics when they had marathon swimming for the first time. So I've been deeply involved with swimming, which is actually coincidentally how I came across Katsu. So in 2001, I was actually a coach for the USA National Swim Team and the World Championship championships were in Japan and I noticed some Japanese swimmers with these bands on their arms and I asked them in Japanese what are those things I thought they were injured and they said well we're sort of busy with and I said no problem we'll talk later we did talk later and they introduced me to Dr. Sato the inventor of katsu and I took my time after that event to meet Dr. Sato sorry this is a long Answer to a very short question. No, that's yeah. No, go with it. Yeah, I love it. So I I went to Dr. Sato. He put these these strange bands on my arms and then on my legs, and I felt great. And I asked him, I I want to learn more about how to do this. He says, Great. I've been waiting for someone like you, someone who speaks English, who lives outside Japan, to teach. I said, Great. How do I learn? I'm going to go back home to Southern California but I would love to read something. You have some data, some research, some anything. And he then very interestingly, he points up to his head and he goes, it's all up here. (laughs) I said, okay, that's not a problem. I'll come back to Tokyo where his office and laboratories were. "and And I did that for the next 13 years. For the next 13 years, I visited Japan between four and six times a year. And I studied under him and his team of cardiologists, what exactly was Katsu? What exactly is this BFR thing? And he took me to hospitals, medical clinics, baseball teams, sumo wrestler dojos. Uh, We worked with people as old as 104. So we spanned everything. And he kept on, and I kept on saying as an American, when am I gonna start? And he kept on saying as a Japanese, Not yet. You still have to learn how to, if we can use a sushi bar analogy, you still are learning how to wash the rice. And so it took 13 years. And then one day when I went back to Tokyo for my regular visit, he said, you're ready, we can start Katsu. And that was in 2014.
0: All right, so 2001, you meet this or actually, I guess you see yeah. swimmers with these bands on their arms and I, I don't know that much about bfr blood flow restriction yeah. but i would guess that's pretty early and still very cutting edge back then for listeners who aren't familiar you just referenced katsu yeah. several times you just referenced yeah. bfr let's let's start here what is bfr
1: or blood flow restriction and why would a swimmer want to use that Okay, so BFR, blood flow restriction, is actually a misnomer. Katsu is a Japanese word that means additional pressure. You've probably heard of shiatsu. Shi means hand, atsu means pressure, so sort of a massage. So katsu was a form, and I'm wearing one of the bands on my arm. It's hooked to a device with some tubes. What it's doing is actually allowing blood to go into my arm or into my leg, and then slowing it back to the torso. So blood is going in normally and it's slowed back. Now, when that happens, you get this effect. And I don't know if the camera is exactly showing, but this is my normal skin color. Yeah. And this is my pinker, more red skin color. And if you look at the back of my hand, you can also see the darkness in color. So this arm right here, what's happening is every heartbeat, Blood is going into the limb and is sticking around a little bit longer than normal. What that does is it forces the blood, not only, and I'm not a veiny guy, but it not only forces the blood into the veins, but also very, very importantly, into the very, very small capillaries of the body. When the blood is forced into the very small capillaries of the body, what Dr. Sato found in the previous century is that leads to a variety of hormonal responses. It leads to a secretion of growth hormone, IGF-1, insulin growth factor, with the engorgement of blood in the limbs as I'm sitting here. So if you look at my right hand, it is as if I was lifting weights or doing push-ups or running up a hill. But in fact, I'm just sitting here talking to you. So my body believes because of this engorgement of blood, because of the slight increase in lactate in my muscle, that my right arm is actually exercising. I'm just sitting here talking to you, but metabolically at a cellular level, my right arm is exercising. And when the, the capillaries are engorged in blood, the muscles are more activated and that sends a signal through my central nervous system to my brain, and then the brain releases a variety of hormones and metabolites as it normally would because it thinks I'm actually exercising when I'm just sitting here. So what are the applications of that? The applications of that are, are, are profound. In the case of the swimmers that I first saw, they were putting these bands on their arms before they raced. Now, typically, whether you're a track athlete, a rower, a swimmer, a boxer, etc., cetera, you, you warm up. You warm up in order to get your vascular system and your muscularity ready to perform. Well, in this case, if I look at my hand, this hand or this arm, this side of my body is not warmed up. This side of my body is ready to race. So what was happening in the case of the swimmers is they were putting the bands on their arms and then their legs in order to prepare themselves to race. And that was at the 2001 world championships. Now, let's say one of those athletes hurt his shoulder, broke his finger, had tendonitis. In this case, he would have a cast or some sort of brace. And we use katsu in these cases to avoid muscle atrophy. So typically when someone has a cast, they're in a walker, they're in a wheelchair, et cetera, their muscles are atrophying. And we know as people over the age of 50, we don't want to atrophy. At- muscle at- atrophy has all kinds of negative effects. So in the case, it's you're in a walker, a wheelchair, you have a cast because you broke something. We put the bands on either the arms or legs in order to prevent muscle atrophy. And in addition to keep your vascularity nice and supple and elastic. So these simple bands, we, it, in, the, in a general term, it's called blood flow restriction, which is a no- misnomer because it seems it looks like a tourniquet, but in fact, it's not restricting anything. It's simply slowing something down, da- slowing the blood flow down temporarily and briefly. And so that's another long term. Answer to a very short question.
0: Well, no, that and that's where that's where I wanted to go with this was some of the application side. When you mentioned you saw the bands on the swimmer, I kind of wondered. I I couldn't picture how they might be using that while they're swimming. In yeah. fact, they were not in right. that particular case. But that was more for a warm up. And then you mentioned another use case might be for kind of that more rehabilitative or preventing right. muscle, muscle atrophy. Now, so. That was then, back right. in 2001, you mentioned this long journey, these 13 years of you going yeah. back and forth in that classic sort of master mentor sort of right. Right. relationship. And, and now you're ready. How is this technology being used for more general population? So people listening here were most of our folks are not going to be competitive athletes yes. and they, some, they may be in some state of, of disrepair perhaps mm-hmm. or some in need of some rehab. But just for the general 50, 60, 70-year-old, how might this technology be applied today?
1: Yeah. So the same aspects that a young athlete who's trying to win a gold medal is using Katsu, the same exact mechanisms, the same exact physiology, human physiology that we all have is applicable. Now that young athlete is doing it simply to perform at the highest level. When we're 50, 60, 70, 80, and our oldest user is 104 years old, that is also to maintain our muscularity and our vascularity. So we want improved blood flow. And again, just using a visual of my hand with the band on on one side and not the other, it's enabling me as I'm sitting down or how I typically use it, I'm in front of my laptop much of the day and I'm typing emails with the bands on. I could also read a book. I can also watch TV. I can also walk my dog. So in the, in the same way that the athlete uses the bands to improve their performance, I use the bands to improve not my athletic performance, but my health um, aspects of my health. Two very important ones are maintaining my muscularity, especially as we age, and also actually even more profoundly to improve or maintain the blood flow throughout our body. And as you know, as we get older, there's neuropathies, there's aches and pains, etc. And so if you do those two things, maintain your muscularity and maintain the elasticity of the vascular tissue, those two things actually are the kickstarter to a, a variety of hormonal responses in the body. And those res- yeah. responses r- are, range from secretion of nitric oxide to you know, the production of insulin growth factor. And all of those things, depending on the protocols that you use, that, that how you use Katsu will depend on what results will come. So if, if you've tripped and you sprained your ankle, you use Katsu in one way. If you let's say you had a hip surgery and you were bedridden for let's say two or three weeks, you're weak. You live in a two-story home. You need to walk up and down the stairs. Same way that athlete is using katsu to be more powerful to get off the starting blocks. We could use it as over fifty-year-olds to simply walk up and down the stairs, open a jar of, of of jam, you know, wash our hair, be able to walk. 2 miles with our with our pets just because it's a it's a good thing to do. So the the applications are different but the goals are the same.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so we are like you said we're not necessarily Restricting blood, but we are allowing blood to come into that limb and then we are, I I suppose, slowing its return. So keeping that blood and driving it deeper into, like you said, those tiny capillaries getting into the muscle. We have this kind of this hormonal effect, these beautiful hormones that you're mentioning, the growth hormone and whatnot. So, and I can see how that's going to help certainly for rehab and certainly how that's going to help for longevity. Is there a performance? because as we know, sarcopenia is a big concern for those of us over 50, that age-related muscle loss. Can I build muscle? Is there a way to use this technology maybe along with resistance training
1: for hypertrophy, for muscle growth? A- absolutely. And, and some people want to grow different parts of the body. And it, it's quite funny. We have armbands and we have leg bands. And typically, when we provide these bands to, let's say, a husband and wife or a family or or even a group of athletes, whether they're in a university and whether they're the women's volleyball team or the men's wrestling team, it's quite funny because the men primarily use it on their upper body yeah, and the women right. primarily use it on their lower body. And so, but we recommend that everybody, young, old, able bodied disabled, use both the arms and leg bands not together but separately because if you want to build muscle the best thing to do is actually do their work it in your day so i don't do pull-ups i don't do push-ups but i do use katsu three times a day while i'm sitting in a sedentary position in my lifestyle for me using katsu And we call this concept double stacking, using katsu as I'm typing an email or as I'm on a Zoom call, like now my right arm is actually working out or on a telephone conference. I could be doing katsu as I'm sitting, as I'm standing, as I'm pacing, you know, across the room. And so when you do that, that very regular daily secretion of growth hormone actually leads to a very, very nice toning of the body. Now, let's say I wanted to do a charity walk or a charity 5k run, or I simply wanted to build more muscle, let's say, into my back of my arm, if I'm a male or female, or I wanted maybe larger shoulders or a thinner waist. In those cases, we put the bands on. And the, the unit that I'm using here, it's a it's a quite sophisticated unit, but it's easy to use. Oops, sorry. It, right. It's easy to use. And so you, b- by pushing just three buttons, you can affect the different changes that you would like. So if, let's say, you and I wanted to increase our bicep by two inches, let's say we just said, you know what, I don't want this dad bod. I want to be ripped, you know, when I take my kids or my grandchildren to the beach this summer. So in those cases, you put the bands on, you start at a very low pressure, and you gradually build up. And that's very, very critical because at the end of the day, katsu is about increasing that elasticity of your vascular tissue. This will lead to a muscle building. But in this particular case, you and I want to build up our biceps, put the bands on low, and then slowly go up. And slowly go down. We don't need any weights. We can use weights. And the weights, if we so choose, should be low. Because if I do slow up and slow down while I'm contracting the muscle, my muscle will get larger. And it does get larger. And we get all kinds of people every single day writing us saying, I didn't think it was possible. And it's possible. And the reason why is... We were taught lift weights, gain muscle, either lift quickly, lift slowly, but lift weights. What weights are doing is it's actually tearing the muscle fiber. And when the muscle fiber is torn, that is a, a micro trauma in the body that sends a signal to the brain and the brain releases growth hormone. The growth hormone is released in order to repair that micro trauma. So when it repairs the microtrauma, the muscle gets bigger. All we're doing here is we're skipping over that microtrauma tear. So we're still exercising. If we wanted to build our muscle, our bicep for a, for a non-bad bod. So we're building the muscle, but we're not tearing any muscle fibers. It still can be vigorous. It still can be hard. Now, I won't be sweating, but it's still I I'm starting to feel. Build up in the muscle, it's sending signal to the brain, and then the growth hormone is released because the cells are actually signaling to the brain. We're doing some work, except there's no micro trauma. So that's a an explanation of how you can build muscle in any way. You can use light weights, you can use no weights, you can use isometric pushes, isometric pulls, or you can simply do. You could play the piano, write a letter, type whatever whatever movement that you prefer to do.
0: All right. So I, I'm kind of fascinated by this. I have heard in sort of the bodybuilding, aesthetic, muscle building community, some uses of this. It's still pretty much a, kind of on the the fringe, I suppose, or more of a hack. Yeah. But I've heard of like, say, bodybuilders, putting them, like you said, on the upper yeah. arm and then using very, very lightweight. And they they will say that it gets very painful because you're, I, I suppose, you're getting that that pumps so yeah. fast as opposed to you know after you do three sets of yeah, fifteen yeah. or whatever you would traditionally do, so when you're wearing these, how comfortable are these, and what's the amount of pressure that you had mentioned kind of building it up gradually are they are they comfortable
1: yeah, yes, Katsu and actually all katsu and, and in our opinion, all BFR should never be painful we We see it online because it's actually quite dramatic to see a bodybuilder, male or female, with these unbelievably fit bodies with these you know bulging muscles. It looks quite dramatic. Katsu, our main market are baby boomers. You know, 70% of our users around the world, we sell in, in 49 countries, 70% of those users are over the age of 55. Hmm. So showing a 65 year old man Behind a computer or walking his dog is not the kind of stuff that's going to get a lot of views on YouTube or online or Instagram. It's effective, but it's not dramatic. And that is what cuts is all about. We're, we're about gentle. So I have this band here. I've been actually doing this now for probably 25 minutes or so. It's comfortable. It's snug, but not tight. You know, I'm, I'm not out of breath. I'm not, uh, you know, of course, I'm accustomed to cuts. I've been doing it for 23 years now. So um, I'm accustomed to it, but it's not meant to be difficult. It can be difficult if, let's say, you're trying to achieve something, that you're trying to build up your biceps or build up your glutes or or what have you. It can be, but for, I would say, 90% of our users, they never push themselves to exhaustion or discomfort or pain they have it on it's snug in the course folding clothes is a very complex movement if you think about it you're 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 standing you're sitting down you're doing all these kind of movements that's like the perfect exercise for katsu there's a lot of variety of movement you know you're you're folding your socks and your underwear then you're folding beach towels etc you're doing all kinds of movements another great movement is simply taking a a a cloth of some sort, and wiping your countertop or washing your car windows. This kind of, you know, to use the the Japanese technology, you know, wax on, wax off mm-hmm. is, is quite good. And that is good enough. It's comfortable enough. It's snug, but not tight in order to achieve what you want to achieve with your body. Now, if we want to increase our biceps by two inches, okay, then we need to do a little more work. If we simply wanted our, our biceps, our upper arms to be toned and taut, well, you could do exactly what I just mentioned.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so the next the next question that pops up to mind then is for that general use case, right? That person from fifty five to seventy five, or whatever that kind of sweet spot is for the majority of your clients for this what does programming look like in terms of, do I do this seven days a week? Do I do it an hour at a time? Do I do it multiple times through the day?
1: What's the practicality of using this to get optimal benefits? So we always ask the question to our our customers, what do you want to achieve? Hmm. I just was speaking with a woman just this morning before this that we had our conversation. Her big thing was her son's wedding. Her son's wedding is in three Hmm. weeks. And she wants to be as fit, as toned, as as gorgeous as she can be as the mother. And so in this case, she's got three weeks to get ready. So in her case, this sort of a, a, this hyper need yeah. to, to get ready to fit in her dress and, and, and be radiant. In her case, she would do, I recommend it twice a day. She doesn't have to take out time out of her day. But during the course of her day, as she's doing the final wedding preparations, as she's cleaning her house, going to an office cubicle, etc., she can actually put the bands on her arms for 15 to 20 minutes, not specifically doing exercises, just going about her regular day. If she's sitting down, put them on on her legs. If she goes for a walk, Put them on her legs. She doesn't have to go for a power walk. She doesn't have to be on a treadmill. She doesn't have to go on a Stairmaster. She just has to move. So in her case, it's three week window. She has to get ready. We want her body systemically to be as toned, as taunt, as radiant as possible. Does it in the morning and the morning ritual, as I explained to her, it could be as simple as put your armbands on, as you wash your face, as you brush your teeth, as she puts on her makeup, have the bands on, take them off after she's, she's done her morning ritual. If she makes coffee, if she's in the kitchen, if she's preparing to go out to prepare for the wedding or out to go to her job, she can have the bands on her legs just simply walking around the house. She doesn't have to do burpees, no squats, mm-hmm. just as she's walking. And that's her morning ritual, which a lot of people do. It's, it's something you don't have to think about. And we recommend for these people who want general wellness, just put it by your bedstand, by your desk, in the kitchen, wherever you're going to be, put them on and then go on with your work. In the evening, she has these three week, you know, she has this three weeks. Obviously, there's there's some stress involved. She's thinking about did I did I you know have all the invites out? Who is RSVP'd? You know, how's the cake coming along? Et cetera, et cetera. Helping her her future daughter-in-law, and so she probably has some element of stress. In this case, her evening ritual, she would throw on only the bands in very very low pressure and simply read a book you know write letters do something she doesn't have to do much movement at all and this will activate her parasympathetic nervous system which will help her get into a deeper sleep faster you know in that three-week window we want her to be sleeping well we don't want her to be losing sleep because of of dress So anyway, this is how she can do it. And we recommend most of the people over 55, if they're not competing for a specific event, for them to actually work it in, integrate it into their daily lifestyle.
0: So is it best practice then that we would use now in that case, right? We had this person with this very specific short term goal. Hey, three weeks. and. This podcast is going to drop here early summer. So folks might be thinking, well, hey, I'd I'd like to look my best on vacation here in the next couple of months or on that cruise or when I do my beach vacation. So there's that application. But in terms of this general health and wellness, then, is this something I want to do daily forever? Is this something can I do it twice a week or is it best results?
1: What what do you tell folks for best practices there? Best practices are daily use, daily use it into your daily lifestyle some people go to the gym three to five times a week and you can do it when you're at the gym if that's part of your lifestyle what we want to do and this is very very important is actually integrate it into your lifestyle we don't want people to think i just bought this unit and now i'm gonna to have to carve out 30 or 45 minutes out of my day because we know that's generally not sustainable We've all heard the stories of, you know, I bought an master; It was really mm-hmm. cool. I bought a Peloton. Whatever the, the latest gadget is, we're at it for a, three or four weeks, and then suddenly it becomes a clothes hanger. You know, yeah. it becomes something we hang towels over. And so we don't want to do – we, we re- recommend people don't do that because we want this daily, literally daily, frequent in, increase in elasticity of our vascular tissue – We want a daily hormonal response because that is sustainable and long term that leads to very, very profound results. And what we always recommend people is in the comfort of your own home, take some measurements of your body parts, you know, go to the bathroom, put on a, you know, whatever, a swimsuit, whatever, take a photo, put it away four to six weeks later, do the same thing and compare and we we've, we've always said this and we we I want to say never because we've had a few people return to units but it is 99.9% the people are quite happy and typically if it was a wife that buys it how should my husband use it or if if a dad buys it how can my teenage daughter use it who's a softball player or or what have you And that is literally how we've grown. It's through this satisfaction with the results and then passing it along through word of mouth.
0: Okay. So let's, let's dive a little more into just, I guess, the practicality of this. We're going to weave this into our daily life, right? As you said, it's not like I'm carving out time to do my katsu, right? That's probably not the right mindset to be successful long-term with this, but rather integrate it into what you're already doing now. Some of us are listening to this. The podcast folks, are; they can't see us. The YouTube folks can obviously see us here. You've got that device on your right arm. And now you had mentioned there's a tube and you had this little yeah. digital thing. What is the practicality? If I have four of these things on me, do I have four tubes and four
1: yeah. little... I, I, how does that work? Yes. So there are two bands. And I only, I only have bands on one of my arms just for demonstration purposes. Right. But typically you put on both bands on your arms or both bands on your legs. You don't put on four, four things. I admit you get all tangled up in the tubes. And so the, the unit you can place in your pocket, your shirt pocket here, you Mm -hmm. can place it in your pants. If you're wearing shorts or Lululemon, there's a belt, a buckle that you can hang on. And so depending on how tall you are or how short you are, the bands are adjustable. And so you put it on so it's comfortable for you. And comfort and gentleness are really key for katsu because that's how people truly incorporate it in their life. And so you put this on as you're doing something as I explained before, and you just integrate it, total integration into your life, whether you have anything, you, carpal tunnel syndrome syndrome, or again, you you just uh, maybe on the weekend you did a long hike with your family or friends and your little sore. Whatever it is, frequent use. I would recommend daily, but probably most people do it four to five times a day are most successful. I'm sorry, four to four five, five times. Okay, sorry, four to five times a week. Okay, yeah. yep, four to five times a week, twenty to thirty minutes. And again, it you're not carving out time out of your day you're incorporated into your day and when that happens it's not it's not a it's not a task to do it's something that you do because you feel better about you do that and and you move on there's a, a few things you should do to actually maximize the effects one very simple is be very well hydrated you know when we get our blood drawn the phlebotomists always, or doctors always tell us, nurses always tell us, hey, make sure, you know, you're well hydrated. It helps uh, the uh, person to stick in the, the needle into your arm and draw the blood. In the same way, because we're working on our vascular tissue, we want to be very well hydrated. It's not hydration with two cans of beer. It's hydration with a bottle of water or tea or something. Again, we want the bands to be snug, so it's not tight. I don't, I don't feel any, there's no pain here. And then we do gentle movement. Now, let's say you and I were doing a, I don't know, we were doing a charity thing where we wanted to see how many pushups can we do in 60 seconds. Well, in this particular case, we would actually do practice pushups with and without the bands, you know, because that's, that's an athletic feat we're trying to achieve. But on the other hand, if we simply wanted broader shoulders, a bigger chest, a stronger chest, then we can do very simple things. We can get tennis balls, squeeze the tennis balls, do wall push-ups, sweep, rake the leaves, you know, shovel snow, whatever, whatever we need to do in the course of our day. That's what we can do. We recommend it daily and people who do integrate into life they don't see that as a burden they see that as an opportunity
0: not a burden an opportunity yeah i i absolutely love that so now you had brought up if i want to develop my chest my shoulders you had mentioned glutes earlier I, when i think of this and see how it's how it's attached i'm thinking arms and legs how would i use this technology then to work on hypertrophy in my shoulders or my chest or core or, or
1: so the the core is probably the most things that especially since we're talking about summer, the core is something that people are conscious of. In this case, you don't have to do crunches or sit-ups or planks. What you can do is simply put the bands on your legs. If you're using it at your home or office, sit up straight, shoulders back, straight spine as you're reading or, or typing or whatever. Do that for 15 to 30 minutes. It sounds easier than it is, because typically if Americans are like me, I'm leaning back in my chair, I've got rounded shoulders, I've got a curved spine, and I'm relaxed. My my core is not engaged. However, if I have the bands on my legs, I'm actually engaging my core. That's exercise number one. Exercise number two is standing up, which I do if I have a telephone conference, stand up i have the bands on my legs and balance on one leg balance on one foot i mean mm-hmm. and simply you're balancing and when i first started to do this with katsu i must admit i couldn't really balance for more than 5 seconds now i can actually balance on one leg i don't know minutes at a time i don't i don't even know i just balance in that same period of time my waist has shrunk because My core has gone from, you know, sort of this rounded dad bod look to a much more taut look because when you're standing on one foot with the bands on, there's actually a lot of stress that's put on your core, your trunk. Again, it's not 50 sit-ups. It's not 50 crunches. It's actually engaging the very small muscles in your core and lower back. And then the third exercise, so you have one sit-up straight, two balance on one foot. And the third is, which I also do in, let's say a telephone conference that I have, put a book on my head and just pace back and forth. Mm. I, I I walk v- with very smooth gait or I attempt to because if I didn't walk with a smooth gait, the book would fall. And so I'm walking with my shoulders back, straight spine, you know, walking as we w- w- were meant to be not sort of you know, walking like that, that I normally do, you know, with sort of rounded shoulders and sort of hunched over and, and, and a poor walking gait. So those are three ways you can use, to do your core for your, your chest, anything outside of your arm. Actually,
0: sorry, St- okay. Stephen, let me just yeah. interrupt. Sorry, before no we problem. get to chest and shoulders, I, because I have this, this question in my mind, I, I suppose some of our listeners might as well. So I could see how I, I've got that band up high on my leg right up the upper part of my thigh I'm imagining and I can see how I am allowing the blood to flow in but slowing the return out of the leg how am I getting that same slowed return
1: response in my core by having those attached to my legs yes so very good question and that's typically where a lot of very intelligent people go like it doesn't make any intuitive sense it makes complete sense when you understand the body's biochemical system, and so what I mean there is, you have in this case of the core, you have the bands on your legs, and you've got this pooling, this this abundance of blood in your leg, that is just the catalyst for hormonal response. So okay. what's happening is you, you're engorging the the, the capillary, the micro capillaries of your legs in blood the bo- the brain thinks, okay, my leg is working out, which it is, but you're, you're focused on your core. So that signal is sent up to your brain, but then the brain goes, okay, we're going to release all these hormones. Every cell in the body has a receptor. And when that, that cell is being exercised, stressed, injured, etc., their hormones flow through the entire body. And when it gets to that particular cell, then it does its magic then that hormone actually interacts with the cell it the carrier is the vascular system the leg in this case is simply the catalyst for this pro, this natural process to occur so i'm actually putting stress on my core and then when the, the hormones are actually flowing through your body it actually knows oh the stress is on the core. It has no idea that I'm not doing crunches. I'm not doing sit ups. It just knows that I'm, I'm, I'm have the stress because I'm trying to balance or I'm, right. I'm trying get to get that area of your body activated. No. Yeah. Okay.
0: That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So that, thanks. I'm that, sorry. Those, yeah. Those,
1: that, yeah. Those are, that's the process that the body yeah. goes through and that was the genius of Dr. Sato who is think. you know, he's a thinker. He thinks like, how does a body actually function? He uses the bands simply as a Kickstarter to allow this process to occur. Gotcha. Okay. Now I interrupted you.
0: You were getting ready to say, now was, we, we had the, 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 the sit up straight. The, we had the balance on one leg, which I can see how you're firing activation, right. the small acti- stabilizer muscles there. Yep. We had the balancing the book. You were going to talk about chest and shoulders, some things we might do there as well. Yeah.
1: And this the same, the same thing occurs. You put the bands sure. on our arms. Then yep. the, the arms are the, the kickstarter for this process. Mm-hmm. We could be doing pushups. We could be doing tricep extensions. We could be doing shoulder presses. The bands are just the catalyst for this process to occur. The brain and the hormones and vascular system are the tools that all of this things go. So if I'm working on my shoulders and I'm putting stress on my shoulders, when the brain releases those growth hormones, it's going to these muscles here. It's going to these muscles here. And that's how we attack the entire body. All right. So that brings up another question I've got. Now, if I wanted to use this in my workouts,
0: because we were just talking about pushing and pulling and pull-ups, all that fun stuff. Is this something, let's say i worked out four days a week, purposeful strength training type workout. Is this something I would incorporate once a week or is it? This is something I would use as a finisher after a workout. Would I use this every time? Do you have any best practices for people who wanted to use this for performance in that regard?
1: Yeah, I when it, this is also a very common question, and how I answer is, you know, of all the people that I've seen, you know, and I've I've gone all over the world, I've been in you know, what, over 80 universities with athletic departments. I've seen track teams, Olympic track teams, Olympic swim teams. Everybody uses it in different ways because they're trying to perform. Or I've actually used it with people who have strokes, people who have cerebral palsy, et cetera. I think to answer your question, the best people, or I would say the most effective people that I've seen use Katsu are our Navy SEALs what they do typically they have a 90 minute workout in the gym five days a week or sometimes more if they, they so choose and they use Katsu as a finisher for a variety of reasons. One is those guys just like working out. And when, you know, when I say don't carve out time of your day for them, they like working out. They like to see how much they can bench press or leg press or whatever that, that part of their, training to be a Navy SEAL is to be as strong as resilient as you can and pushing weight is a good measure of how strong they are now they they continue their workout for 60 minutes their their standard workout that they're in the gym they've got all these very talented strength conditioning coaches overseeing them then the last 30 minutes they use katsu as their finisher so in this case they have to they have to reduce the amount of resistance, mm-hmm. the amount of weight that they're actually lifting or, or exercising with. And they're just getting that. Massive pump at the mm-hmm. end of their workout, they still do their traditional stuff. They still do that. that 30 minutes is they're still doing the same exercises. They're not they're just simply just not using the same weight, but they're getting this massive pump. They're getting a, a massive deluge of beta endorphins. So they come out of their 90-minute workout feeling pumped, feeling like Ironman, and they've achieved hypertrophy. They've achieved either maintenance or improvement of their strength. And I think that when I see all the applications of Katsu, I see people like the Navy SEALs doing what they like to do, following a, a proven program to stay fit, but they're enhancing that with Katsu in the last part of their workout. Okay. I I
0: absolutely love that. I I just was curious how that might be incorporated into more of that performance side of things, right? You had mentioned, we started this conversation, you first interacted it with in a performance setting, right? These people were preparing for intense physical effort and that was one way they used it. And it's another way we might use it for performance. Now, a lot of our folks, a lot of our listeners out here, it's again, we're talking about summer's coming, we got summer vacations, the beach, all that fun stuff. And a lot of our listeners are probably more concerned about weight loss than they are muscle building, particularly so maybe some of our ladies, right? And now in this show, we talk about all the time, hey, let's flip the script and let's because there are so many healthy properties of muscle. But in terms of somebody who's thinking, well, this is pretty fascinating, but I, I'm not a Navy SEAL. I'm not a performance person. I, I can see how maybe you know this could tone tone me up a little bit and that would be nice. What would you say to just that average person that says, you know, well, my biggest goal really is just to lose these 30 pounds that I just
1: can't seem to get rid of? How might this technology be incorporated for someone like that? So I can answer that question using an example of NCAA Division one wrestlers. We know wrestlers, boxers, MA fighters, they have to make their weight. So if you're 150 pounds normally, you're probably fighting let's say at the hundred and forty four weight category. So you have to drop six pounds typically, if we remember the movie Rocky, you know they put on the warm stuff and they run and they basically sweat it out and they exercise because when you exercise do something aerobic, what you're essentially doing is you're engorging your limbs in blood so you know you're running with your quads and your hamstrings are being engorged in blood. And when the, the the vascular tissue is engorged, and with every heartbeat, dun 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 dun, this expansion when the blood goes through requires energy, and so with requiring energy, we're burning calories, and so that's why they're running. They're running to actually force energy consumption in the body, which then leads to obviously weight water weight loss, but also you know, calorie consumption. Now think about that. We're engorging the capillaries in blood and they're going. So right now, if if we were able to do a test, we could show that my right arm is actually burning more calories than my left arm. Because just like Rocky was running with, you know, hoodie and sweats on, In the same way, my right arm is being engorged in blood and every heartbeat requires more energy than normal. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain amount of energy for this arm, more energy is burned on this arm. And so the best way to lose weight with Katsu is simply walking or doing some kind of body weight exercise. Put the bands on your legs, walk, However, however much you want to walk, it could be a mile, it could be three miles, it could be more, whatever it is, you don't have to actually do a power walk, you don't have to do a jog, because when you have the bands on your legs, you have this expansion of the capillary tissue, which requires more than normal energy, burning calories. Now the catch here, and we learned this actually from wrestlers, is because you have this energy burn, this, uh, this energy consumption, this calorie burn, lots of people feel hungry after they do katsu. Well, if you've just burned all these calories and you want to lose weight, the last thing you should do is, you know, go to Dunkin' Donuts and, and add more calories in. So those 90 minutes after you finish katsu, your vascular tissue is still elastic. And, you know, you know when we blow up a balloon... We blow up a balloon and then we deflate it the the balloon is still is still pliable it's still elastic and so those 90 minutes our vascular tissue is still elastic it is a maximum calorie burn in those in that period so during that so walk with katsu if, if i had to say you know three things walk with katsu comfortable walk refrain from eating 90 minutes after you finished your walk and do that if you can daily and that's the kind of stuff if your you know your child's wedding is in three weeks and you wanted to lose that last 15 pounds think what rocky did except with katsu and that comfortable walking refrain from eating 90 minutes a day and do it regularly or daily that will get you there
0: okay that, that's interesting i so I could see how we can increase our energy burn or calorie burn, right? And that certainly is going to be one half of our uh, equation there for, for fat loss. But it also occurs to me, just we've spent the last, what are we be talking here? 40 something minutes, probably. We're also building muscle, which is metabolically expensive, which is going to give you more of that long term effect, having that we're raising our calorie burn while at rest by building some extra muscle. Now, Stephen, where, so, Here's where we are today. This is pretty cutting edge stuff. This is very fascinating. Where's this technology heading? Where do you see things happening in one, five, 10 years with this kind of technology? I mean, today you've got these bands, you've got some tubes and things. Yeah. Will this be, you know, will I, is the future me with my iPhone
1: yeah, and no absolutely. tubes? Is the future some other thing? The future, what, what does it look now. like? The future, the future, is, future, future is now. now. So, okay. So what happened was when we started to use these bands with the tubes, and and our user base started to get older and older. It literally grows older year by year, faster than our chronological age. We realized, and a lot of people realize, that these bands would get in the way. If I'm like, you know, I said, you wake up in the morning and you go wash your face and you put on your makeup, brush your teeth, et cetera. Well, these bands get hooked on the doorknob or or what have you. We realized that. And it was actually. U.S. military that, that asked us, is there any way we could achieve the same thing without these tubes? And we thought, you know, that makes sense because if we're selling to a VA hospital and we've got all these older veterans and we've got these tubes all over the place and it hooks somewhere, well, maybe someone trips. So we just released this year a Bluetooth version. So that, and I wish I had it, I don't have it at my desk right here, but This unit, it was now miniaturized and placed on this band. And we use our phone to actually do all the things that we used to do on the handheld unit. We call that our Bluetooth version. And that is a brand new platform, which is very cool because up till now, of all those people in the 49 countries around the world, we ju- we tell people how to use this, but we actually don't know exactly how that 55 year old man in Toronto, Canada, how much pressure, or how long he's using this. We have no idea. Now with our Bluetooth version, now we, we don't know exactly what he does, but we, we have this cumulative data. And now we can tell that fi- any 55 year old person around the world, hey, if you're in this age range, this is what the average user does this is what the sort of the top end people do and this is what the the more sedentary people who live a sedentary lifestyle do and therefore we give people a range now the next step in this version is because these bands are there's an air bladder inside and when this air bladder actually senses vibration so 10 years from now this band is going to be preventative. So in other words, if if I'm going to need maybe a, a shoulder surgery 5, 10 years from now, if I'm going to need a re- knee replacement 5, 10 years from now, our body actually gives off tiny, tiny vibrations. Well, this system can actually measure the vibrations. Now, we do need to collect that data from people all around the world. But once we get all this data, we can tell you, for example, Kevin, you know, Kevin, maybe you were, you were a jogger in your 30s and 40s. And eventually in your 60s and 70s, that may come back unless you fix your gait, unless you lose weight, unless you do certain things. And, and therefore we'll use the same platform. But now instead of helping the body, in, in addition to helping the body with the muscularity and vascularity, we can actually give you information that you can say, tell yourself, oh, you know what? I should lose weight because I don't want that hip replacement. I don't want that knee replacement, et cetera. Mm. So that's where the technology is going ultimately.
0: Okay. And it seems to me like there's got to also be some cutting edge medical, you had mentioned some of this pre- preventative and that's pretty cutting edge. If Hey, your body's sending a signal and once you have the sea of data, you can say, when we see this, this follows right after time. And then you can have more and more actionable information you can give your users. Absolutely love that. What about in, you had mentioned, hey, the, we can use this technology to prevent knee replacements, hip replacements, things like that. Certainly everybody listening to this, that's gotta be very interesting. Are there other areas in, in medicine oh. where this technology is being used or could potentially be used that's interesting?
1: Well, we, we've all heard of uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and other people who wanna eventually go, you know, have put humankind in on Mars, on the moon, et cetera. Well, when you're in zero gravity condition. You know, up in space, the body doesn't know which way is up and which way is down. There's no gravity to pull us down. What happens is you lose muscle mass, you lose bone density, and you're actually the the fluid in your body has no idea what is up and down. Quite often, the fluid goes equalizes in the body. And for astronauts, it creates tremendous headaches. And there's so much fluid in the body that the actual eyeball can change. Now imagine we've only had people in space for so long if we're eventually going to go to Mars people are going to be in zero gravity conditions for many many months so what are the effects of that so right now we're doing a variety of testing to prove that you can maintain muscle mass you can maintain bone density in zero gravity conditions and so you know we're talking about cutting edge we're we're mm. way looking out in the future but more practically there's not going to be many people who are going to volunteer to go to mars at least in our lifetime but we will have a lot of people with neurological diseases we will have a lot of people as we all age and, and our medical community can keep us alive longer we're going to have a lot of our colleagues who are going to be bedridden and just in bed now of course we'll have some some you know physical therapists prevent bed sores But we do want the body to be as resilient as possible as we're in our 80s and 90s and over 100 years old. And maybe we can't walk up and down the stairs. So in those cases, our our current technology that we've fine-tuned with the the unbelievable assistance of quadriplegics, because we do work with a lot of wounded soldiers. We work with a lot of people who have had car accidents, et cetera, and now they're quadriplegic. So these people, these unfortunate, you know, survivors of whatever accident or wound they had, we put the bands on their arms or their legs, and we do what we call passive katsu. And it's amazing that we can build muscle, we can make skin tone better with passive katsu. So they can't consciously move their own limbs. We put the bands on and the caretaker, their spouse, their their family members, etc., Come and they actually move the limb for them. This is especially important if for people who have Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, etc., because as, as those you know unfortunate diseases progress, they lose the motivation or even the awareness to do exercise. So with those people, again, just like the bedridden people, we can put the bands on their arms or legs. We can actually assist them mm-hmm. in the movement of the limb. And it doesn't matter if you're 85 years old with Alzheimer's. As long as you have the bands on and someone is moving your arms, they are building their muscle, just like you and I would be in a gym. Right,
0: right. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, that's fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. There's, I, I think that this technology is... It is fascinating. I think it has a lot of applications bis- outside of just you know. I had thought of it just as performance or rehab. Is yeah. the, how how it's come into my world, but you're talking about just this everyday use for longevity and for healthy aging, which we're all about on this show. And then maybe some of these more cutting edge ideas. Absolutely love it. Well, Stephen, as we're wrapping up here, how can people get in touch with you? How can they learn more? How can they potentially? get this technology and learn more about this technology where do you want to send them
1: yeah to our website so it's www.katsu.com. that's k a a so two a's k a a t s u.com we also have uh, two times a week open ended webinar on Tuesdays and Thursdays 12 noon it, it's on it's on the website so people the lots of people have heard about this are disbelieving about this they have a specific question that they come and they just ask whatever they would like. It could be for them. It could be for a family member. It could be a friend. So, And, and then lastly, if they want a specific question by email, it's very simple. Info, I-N-F-O at katsu.com, K-A-A-T-S-U, a Japanese word that means additional pressure.
0: Fantastic. And folks, I will drop all of that information as well as any social links, et cetera, into the show notes. You guys can all find that there. Stephen, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all this fascinating knowledge with us. I think it's great work you guys are doing and just encourage you to keep up the great work.
1: Thank you very much, Kevin. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 192. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. One is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons and for you podcast folks to consider giving this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today. And until next time, stay strong.